Welcome back to the Fund Monitors Meet the Manager series. Today I'm joined by Alex Lee, the Director of Investor Relations at L'Oreola Advisors. L'Oreola are a specialist investment management firm offering conservative risk mitigated exposure to life settlements. The firm was started in 2012 to take advantage of the opportunities in the life settlements market, uh, which provides attractive non-correlated long-term returns. Since inception, the fund has returned 16.1%, the standard deviation of just 5.6%. Importantly, it's remained very lowly correlated to most traditional asset classes, making it a valuable portfolio inclusion. Alex, thanks for joining me. Glad to be back. Alex, bond rates continue to remain low across the world, uh, negative in some countries. Do you think this is forcing people to move up the risk curve? And what do you think some of the potential consequences of uh, these movements are? That's a, the short answer to that is, um investors are being forced to move up the risk curve uh, to take a bit more risk. Uh, when you think about it, what does stimulus actually means? Uh, stimulus means the government wants you to take a risk that uh, you wouldn't normally do in the circumstances that is given. They want you to, to keep the cafe open when there are no customers, right? They want you to keep your business, keep your employees on payroll when there are no customers. Normally you close the business, but they want you to take a risk that the economy will come back, right? So risk-taking behavior is being rewarded by all of the stimulus actions. Yeah, there's some fluctuations with interest rates up and down recently, but overall, the overall theme around the world is still a lot of, still a lot of strong stimulus. The government wants its people, the government wants the people of the world to take more risk. And the consequence of that is that anybody who is still invested in traditional safe assets like time deposits or bonds are being punished. You're not, being, you're not being rewarded for, for not taking risks. You'll only be rewarded for taking risks. This is now an extreme situation, right? Let's, let's take an example, like in uh, corporate junk bonds in the US, uh, the, the ones that are below investment grades, uh, they are paying less than 5% interest right now. And the default rate is actually higher. One in 10 of these issuers would default, according to S&P, compared to the traditional one in 25 would default. Uh, so you, you are not really compensated for taking risk in a sa traditional safe asset. Investors have to take more risk. That's, that's by design, by the stimulus, right? And the, the, consequ the, the, the consequence of that, for the practical consequence of that for investors is that investors now would have to learn how to take risk. We have to learn how to evaluate risk and then take the risk that is suitable for their profile and their you know, constitution. And I think this is, a, this is an interesting exercise for all investors to go through. For example, an investor might be very happy investing in uh, bank stocks for, you know, as, as an example. Now let's dig a bit deeper. What, what is it about banks that you like? Maybe you like the fact that banks are lending to small corporates and you know, powering the economy that way so you can expose you that way. So then maybe what you then do is instead of investing in a bank stock or a bank bond, you would then go, okay, can I go find a fund that invests in, in SME financing? You kind of lift yourself up into the role of a bank. I've talked about this in, in our last interview. Uh, and, and that's what that's the thinking that, that this stimulus uh, action by all the governments is forcing investors to do. There's a lot of talk about bubbles, whether it be housing, Bitcoin, GameStop, and markets are a bit of a crossroads, not knowing whether to pair, prepare for inflation or deflation. How does life settlements as an asset class fit into each of these unfolding scenarios? Yeah, the short answer to that is 
life settlements is completely uncorrelated to those to those asset classes to all, all of those scenarios that's being unfold un unfolding. Um, but let's unpack that answer a, a little bit. What this really means uh, is if you look at it from a point of view from from a portfolio. In a portfolio, there's usually two types of assets generally. There's, there's the risky assets, things that generate a lot of returns, but have probabilities of success, high probability of success, or, or, or probabilities of success and failure. It's volatile. On the other hand, you have uh, safe assets. So you could have like deposits, time deposits, or bonds. Um, and they play different roles, right? So the idea here is your safe asset anchors your portfolio keep some of your capital safe while you take risk on your risky asset. Life settlement sits in this camp. It, it, gen, it's, it's, it looks more like a safe asset than it does a risky asset, right? And I'll go beyond just calling it a safe asset. Um, I call it, a, 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 I almost call it a bedrock asset because it really sits like a bedrock in your portfolio it generates consistent, stable returns, something that deposits can't do at, in this low interest rate environment. Uh, it, it's uncorrelated to the risky assets that you want to take risk in. So whatever happens in GameStop, whatever happens in Bitcoin has no impact on life settlements. Life settlements has its own little ecosystem, if you like. It generates returns by, by investing in um, insurance policies. So it's uncorrelated to the risky asset. When the risky assets have a, suffer a drawdown, life settlements continue to perform as, as normal. There's no correlation. So with this as a bedrock, it anchors your, your portfolio. And that then allows an investor to take risk on, on the risky asset. So when you, may, when you come back, if you, if you take this portfolio perspective and how life settlements fits in that portfolio, when it comes back to our current crossroads, Markets can continue to go up. Markets could collapse from here, right? If it if it is a if it's a market top, it's a blow off, and and all of the risky assets come off. Life settlements would still be there. It's still it's still playing its bedrock function. It's still generating about seven to eleven percent in Aussie dollar terms. You know, it anchors the portfolio. You're still getting a return. Your capital is preserved, right? You might lose your, lose capital here. On the other flip side, if risky assets continue to, to rally and you know you have like five times, 10 times returns, well, at least you have the exposure. You were able to take that, take that risk because you had that anchor. So this is one of the, I guess, one of the, one of the approaches that, that answers the first question as well, which is how do you approach this? And, and this is the one way of doing it. Think of it from a portfolio perspective, find the anchor, find that big rock invest in, investment and then you can take risk and it might work out really well. Alex, how have life settlements performed over the past couple of months and what's your outlook for 2021 for the asset class? Our fund, our fund has uh, returned about 1.3% over the last three months. Uh, in, that's in US dollars terms. In Aussie dollar terms, in, we have a hedge Aussie dollar class. It's about 0.9%. Now this looks, it's kind of flattish, right? And that's the nature of life settlements. Uh, our returns from month to month could be quite lumpy. Some months we would do really well, maybe a two or three percent return. Some months we would uh, we will be trading water; it will be flat. Uh, and that's a reflection of the asset class itself. One of the risk, one of the uncertainties that that an investor in life settlements will have to take is you, you just do not know when the policies are going to mature. There'll be 
there might be a flurry of maturities in one particular month, and then the rest of the months could be nothing, right? Uh, and so that's 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 why we generate the returns that we do. You have to accept this uncertainty. Now, the if you pull back, it, the life settlements industry actually looks like like our results just looks like ducks in the pond, in that ducks are calm, are calm on the surface, but they're busy paddling underneath. Right, there's a lot of things that's going on in this particular industry, and some of it has to do with the pandemic. Uh, quite a lot has to do with the pandemic, actually. Uh, so there's a few things that's happening. One, the pandemic has caused some of our larger competitors to to who have been a bit aggressive in the way they, they value their policies and the way they approach the market. They've bought things that they shouldn't have bought. Um, so they now they now they are facing with uh, redemptions and they couldn't meet those redemptions. The valuations of the policies are not what they thought it would be. So we are expecting some of these larger funds to leave the market uh, in, in the coming year. As they leave the market, that demand pressure, the, the, that pressure that was driving up prices of policies in the life settlements industry would, would kind of come down a little bit. And that then allows us as a, as a boutique fund manager to really pick and choose which policies we want. In, in the equity world, we will be like value investors. We really want to pick and choose which policies we want to invest in. Uh, that will enable our strategies to work a little bit better. On, on the other hand, the pandemic has actually caused a few interesting kind of trends to be observed. One, it has reduced the life expectancy of the average American by a year. Um, but this is yet to come through in the maturities. We, will, we are slowly starting to see that. Uh, and on the same token, because the people who are insured right now are feeling that maybe they will collect the death benefit, maybe they are closer to, to the policy maturity, they wouldn't sell the maturity, uh, they wouldn't sell the policies at this point in time. So the supply is starting to come down a little bit as well. So we have this, this uh, dynamic where larger funds are leaving, the, leaving life settlements. So there is less of a, of a demand issue. At the same time, the supply is coming back down a little bit because uh, insured people expect to collect on their insurance uh, payout uh, because of the pandemic. Right. That, that, uh, that environment is fine for us. Uh, it actually makes us work a bit harder. We, we now enforce into our strengths because we are looking for, we're looking for policies to buy like any value investor. So it helps us find those and evaluate those and invest in those. Uh, Alex, uh, as I've said before, I find life settlements a fascinating asset class and one I think a lot of investors and advisors don't understand as well as they should. Uh, thanks for joining me and good luck in 2021. Thank you. We hope to, uh, we hope to provide the same type of returns every year.